tired. So tired. Overtired. Hello, everybody. This is Overtired. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Severance Gunsel, and I just got out of my pre-podcast shower, and I'm here with Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra. Hello, friends. I have always said that cleanliness is next to podcasterness. <laughs> po- podcastliness. Yes. Hi. Hi, Jeff. Hello. <laughs> Wait, Christina, why don't you tell us where you are? Because people can't see, but I can tell you're not where you would be normally. Yeah, I'm not where I would be normally. So I'm in Atlanta. I'm at my parents' house. My mom's birthday is today, actually, as we're recording this. So happy- Happy birthday, mom. Happy 75th birthday, birthday. mom. Um, Very, very uh, happy to be here with her. So I am in um, the, uh, the bedroom that I stay in when I'm at their house. So I'm basically like in a nice, like it'd be like if I was at like a nice Airbnb. Basically, mm-hmm. nice. You you're ten years younger than me, but your parents are the same age as my parents. Did they right. have you really late? Yes. Is your sister older? Yes. Okay, so you are you the youngest child? I'm the baby. I'm the baby, and she's older. And then my parents were frankly they were older when they had my sister. So I mean, my parents were older when they had me. So your parents, I I can't do math, but yeah. that's that's pretty advanced. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, my parents were 24 and it did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) Something to be said for waiting a bit. Uh, Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. I'm the oldest, but my sister's only six years younger than me. Mm. Are you, so none of you have steps or anything like that. You're dealing with the the original set. Yeah, original set, OG, OG, OG rents. Yep. Rents. <laughs> yeah. I just had an amazing stepkid experience where, so my mom was married twice and the second marriage was when I was like end of junior high, beginning of high school. Um, and I had a stepbrother and a stepsister at that time. We didn't get along any of us, but somehow after my parents, after their parents and mine divorced, my former stepbrother and I became like inseparable. We started hanging out. He's five years older than me. We started hanging out. We started taking road trips to New York to see bands. We we started a band. We made an album. We toured together for a couple of years. Like We became completely inseparable. And in the process of that, I became close with his grandparents, which had nothing to do with my family or my stepfamily, and his mother who was like kind of vilified in our family uh-huh. wrongly. And so I, I sort of built this whole weird separate family. And about um, three weeks ago, my brother who lives in Brooklyn uh, came to town and, and said, hey, I'm, I'm cleaning out my mom's garage. Could I get a hand? Could you help me? So I go over there because I love his mom and she loves me. And I'm sitting there and I'm cleaning out my mom's ex-husband's ex-wife's garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and and someone comes by, like a neighbor, and she's like, oh, have you met my son, Frank? That's my stepbrother, former stepbrother. And then she looks to me to introduce me, and, and we both just smile at each other because realized it's like no name. What she was trying to do was introduce her ex-husband's ex-wife's son, right? Like, there's no name for that. And I just felt like this is exactly what it's like to be a step. Like, it's so confusing. It has no fucking rules, right? Like, there's no prediction as to how it's gonna how it's gonna go. Um, so anyway, you pick your family, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have but, no but idea I love what that, that's though. like. I would yeah. say I don't either because, like, my parents have been married for fifty years, but um, <laughs> like literally. 
Uh, but like April was was their fiftieth wedding anniversary. But wow. um, yeah, but uh, but I love that that like you became close with the with your your step siblings like after everything yes. happened. Like that's that's just so fascinating to me. Um, it's super weird. How did you even stay in touch? Because like this is just me guessing how I would act. I imagine that if I had step siblings and then we didn't get along and then we were no longer related, like by any measure, you know what I mean? Like we had no reason to even have to be around each other. I cannot imagine even like being around the person. I, I think that I would just be like, that would be where I would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to not ever see yeah. this person again. Yeah. Well, I, that is how I think it would normally go because it was my older brother, who's my stepbrother, like he lived with us on and off in the five years that our parents were married. Um, but he was just kind of a dick to me. And he like, he'd like handcuff me to the dog kennel or whatever. It's like total older brother shit. Right. But for, for reasons I don't still don't fully understand. And he doesn't either. We just tried to revisit this a couple years after the divorce, he invited me out to dinner and do a show. And we ended up talking, you know, into the early hours and, and he kind of went, Whoa, this little brother of mine's kind of cool. And I was like, Whoa, this older brother of mine likes me. And, and, and we just like, we just started hanging out and we don't really understand why, but I did, I did come to realize recently um, that, and, and he kind of, I think he basically agrees that this must be it is that we actually didn't know how to say it or feel it exactly, but we grieved the loss of that family. Like, yeah, we may not have been close, but we were very typical younger and older but you brothers. Were family, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he, like, like he was a dick to you, but he was your big brother. He was a dick that way. And it probably yes. would have been a thing. And again, I'm extrapolating here because I've never had a brother. I've never had steps, but I would imagine that like how he treated you, if he'd been blood related would have maybe been less annoying to you. You know what I mean? Right. Like you still would have been yeah, annoyed. Like, ooh, but it's like, kind of like when you have a stepdad you don't like, you're like, you're not my fucking dad. It's like, you're not even that's my what brother. I'm saying. It's like, you're handcuffing it's me like, to a dog kennel? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, who the fuck are you? You're not my brother. Yeah, exactly. Because like my sister sucks. I mean, she doesn't. But like when growing up, like she would do like shit to me and, and, and I would do shit to her too. But, you know, like she's my sister and I can say she sucks. If someone else says yeah. she sucks, they're going to die, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to talk about it, but no one else can. But I have to imagine that if it was somebody else who, like, I had no blood relation with, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't yeah. born and raised with. And they were like that. I'd be like, okay, genuinely, who the fuck are you? Right. Do not handcuff me, right? So, totally. <laughs> but but I, I think you make a good point, which is that, like, everybody kind of grieved the loss of, like, that more familial, like, unit and that that experience, and I'm glad that he was at least able to, being older, like take the initiative to reach out and yeah. do that, yeah. and, and that you guys have a have a good relationship. Yeah, because the only thing we had done prior to that, between the divorce and having dinner and going to a show, was he came over before going to Europe, and he and he traded me. <laughs> he had he brought all his Pat Benatar records, and he goes, "I'll trade you these for your backpack," which was my school backpack. And I was like, in a heartbeat, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I, I literally <laughs> gave him my backpack. I had no other backpack to go to school, which says a lot about how I felt about both rock and roll, Pat Benatar, and school. And uh, and so we made that swap, and then we didn't talk for a long time. But the, the official thing is, when we realized how tight we were, we did the uh, pinprick blood brother thing. And uh -huh. that's not recognized nice. by law, but it's, right. it's, it's the reason that most people that know us know us as brothers and don't even realize – we just decided to say we're brothers now. So yeah, no, I totally. And also, also, you know, the pinprick thing is it, it is recognized by like playground law, right? Yes, like totally, 
Totally, which is a vicious kind of law. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Blood. (laughs) (laughs) This summer has made me realize how much I don't, I'm I'm not close with my siblings at all. Mm. What do you mean this summer has made you realize? This summer, both, both of my siblings came for one week stays in town with my parents. So I only saw them a couple of times while they were in town, but man, my brother is unbearable. Like you want pretentious? You think I'm pretentious? You should meet my brother. Friend of the show, Brett's brother. (laughs) And my sister, my sister I love. Like, I think my sister's great, uh, a little religious for my taste, but we just, with a six-year difference and me going off to college before she was even in high school. Yep. Like, we were never close. We, We barely know each other. And I enjoy her and her husband and her daughters are fantastic. They're just great nieces. Uh, but I've realized we just we don't connect in any kind of real way. It sounds like you are way closer with your stepbrother than I former ever have been, <laughs> your former stepbrother than I have ever been with either of my blood siblings. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a blessing. You're, where do they live? They're spread throughout the country, or just yeah, Minnesota? Wesley's in Atlanta, and uh, Lana's in like. Somewhere in Ohio, Dayton, maybe. I don't know. Home of the Brewers. Her, her husband works for the Department of Defense, if I recall correctly. Uh, he does he does laser shit. He's an engineer who does laser Ooh. shit, and he loses me very quickly when he starts telling me about work. Yeah, uh, b- but we get to talk about like he his company, like his well his organization within the company kind of adopted this startup mentality, which I've been through before when you're in a large corporation and your team starts doing scrum and, <laughs> and standups and, and you're just like, yeah, I, there's a reason I don't work for startups and I don't need that in my, in my corporate life. Laser scrums but, though. Laser right. Scrums. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had a good conversation. We, we went for a hike. It was, I, I like Joe and Lana better than I like the rest of my family. And I still feel like I barely know them. Mm. Family corner. Yeah. <laughs> we told yeah, you my, just did family corner. We, we totally did just do family corner. Yeah. I, I could, I could, yeah. My sister and I, it's similar. Like we're six years apart. We know each other, but like we would, neither of us would choose to be friends with the other one. If sure. we were not related. Um, but since she has had the baby, you know, we are closer. And like I said, like I can say she sucks. If someone else does, then I'm <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, com- it's more complicated, I think, but it, but it, there, there are some similarities. Certainly I, I can relate to what you're saying there. Uh, I, th- I think the big thing for us is we're just very different people and we always have been, and we're both headstrong and we're both like opinionated. And so we're very different, but we have that similarity, which means you're going to clash, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Man. Does this segue into a mental health corner pretty well? Sure. But can I, I just say does. that, that yeah, because I have post shower hair, I've got kind of a Kaniki from Greece thing going on. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. It's pretty good. It. I mean, I love Kaniki. In fact, my stepbrother <laughs> played Kaniki in Greece. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> See it all full circle. I love it. Oh, wow. Mental health corner. So, Jeff, theme. 
a theme do, do, song. Do, 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 do. Yeah. You know, I be actually. Like, do, 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 do. So <laughs> the, the software we're using to record does have a soundboard, and I've considered figuring that out. The thing is, if you don't, if you don't play a sound when you start, when it gives you the final tracks, it doesn't start the soundtrack track until you play the first sound. So nothing syncs up correctly. Oh, weird. Um, oh. So if That's we were going to do it, we could easily just play the intro music that I usually insert in post. We could yeah. play the intro music, do the intro, and then have a soundboard. And yeah, like uh, transitions to sponsor reads, transitions to mental health corner or gratitude could all have theme songs. Um, and, <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> like the idea. I just haven't gotten the technical aspects of it figured out yet. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I'm kind of into it. I will yeah. say like, you're the musician. Uh, you two are the musicians. Like I'll, I'll let, oh, I'll let you know. we should get Aaron to pitch in and Ooh. write theme songs yes. for, yeah. Friend okay, of the show, Aaron Dawson. Yes, yeah. Aaron, we are just volunteering you now. We, we pay you. Like, we're just volunteering your, your time to, to, to do this. But yes, that would be Aaron cool. is a very talented musician. It would be. We, we, we could pay her. I could pay yeah, her. We're rolling in money. Yeah. We Give got, us some of that sweet sponsor buck. We got three sponsors <laughs> today. We Give us some of that sponsor coin. Some custom, some custom music. <laughs> Speaking um, of, should should we do a sponsor read before? No, we'll do we'll do mental health corner, and then we'll just pile on the sponsor reads. Then we'll just do sponsor sp- sponsor uh, sponsor central. I don't know. Yeah, sponsor central. Yeah, and sponsor we, island, and we'll make up some theme music as we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, oh my who, god, who, what if we played island music all the way through the sponsor? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What is island, island music? Is like uh, the <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the steel yeah, like drums. The steel you got drums. the yeah. Be some Animal Crossing type of stuff, little Animal Crossing know? vibe, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I right. always thought our podcast should be more like Animal Crossing. I mean, same to be honest, because <laughs> Animal Crossing is the best. But I've yeah, never played. <laughs> I know. I've never played Animal Crossing. Oh, I know. Man. Is that I just play threes? <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. All right, I got one. I can start Mental Health Corner up. All right, you start. I I am just like I don't even have a. a so I take medication like anybody at certain times in the day. And I have never, never successfully had a system that has me taking my medication at the same time in the same point of the day, every day. It just, I can't get it right. Not with reminders, not with pill organizers. It's always, I'm off by an hour every day or something. Can I tell you about MetaSafe? Is this a sponsor? No, oh, okay. no, it's this app that I use on my phone and and I get notifications on my watch and on my phone that it's time to take my meds. And if I don't acknowledge it within half an hour, like it sends them every 10 minutes. And then after half an hour, it plays, it uses the emergency notifications to play the wow. sound of a, to play the sound of a pill bottle shaking <laughs> to let me know that I have completely missed my med window. So I'm never more than 30 minutes late taking my meds and it has worked for years now. So alerts in the, and even those kinds of alerts don't work on me. I, I just how, brush them off they and get work? pissed off. Yeah. They just piss me off. Like, cause the thing is, it's not, there's, there are no real consequences to me taking my meds a little late. 
right? It's just sure. that what I would like to be doing is taking them, and I'm told this helps, taking them consistently at the same point in day, yeah. yes. you know, and, and like, I, um, I have not, I took a, I used some app with my watch that did a similar thing like that. And it, it worked some of the time, but not all the time. Cause sometimes what happens to me, and I don't know if this is like a, some internal resistance to be worked out with my therapist, but sometimes what happens to me, I'm like, no, not now. I'm not going to take my meds now. I'm doing something else right now. That's so fun. I don't want to be the guy that has to take meds right now. <laughs> I think that's part of what must be going on in my head. But so, so sucks. no app, no app can help you. Is what? No, man. No, it's just like you, you know. Maybe you it's because re- you rebel against the very idea of a schedule. Yeah. 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 I can okay. I can sort of understand that because I'm I can be similar, but mm-hmm. I do have to wonder. I mean, okay, you're saying that there's not um, like consequences or whatever, so I get that. Uh, but is it is it that like it it's too much effort for you to grab your pills then and do it, or or what is it? Because like if if like if the pills were right there and you had like water right there, would you take it? What is it? Is sure. it just being told you have to do it? Like 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 what what's what's the holdup? Because I would think. Because I can be similar, but like if my pills are right there, and if I've got water, then I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Right, right. The big problem is in the daytime because I I I am very even if I have a schedule I'm following, my brain is very scattered through the day. Um, and and even when I'm taking my ADHD meds, like I'm just all over the place. And so actually, it's very easy for me to go. Oh, I got to take my meds. And cause I do have a reminder at least once like, Oh, I got to take my meds. And then I just like totally forget for an hour that I haven't taken them. And sometimes on weekends I can not take my meds until like well into midday. Cause I just keep forgetting, but it's like, do you know, I mean, for me, the way I've experienced what I think is ADHD is like, it's something that makes no logical fucking sense. It's like, how right. is it possible that I was going to do this thing and then I completely forgot I was going to do it until three hours later, right? When I remembered, right. oh, right. I was like, how is that possible? Like, it hurts my brain, right? Because I am I am a systems person, right? Like, I do have systems and I really, I have a need to organize things and I'm quite good at organizing things. But I have this part of my brain that just resists that or or is totally unable to sort of come along, and and that's the part of me that I think causes me to take meds at different times. Night is different. Like at night, because what I take makes me drowsy. Um, I sometimes am like, it's like, you know, it takes about 30 minutes for the meds to kick in. And I may be like, it's it's 9.30 or 10.30 or whatever. I'm like, well, I should take my meds, but I don't know that I want to be tired in a half hour. That's another problem. Right. So anyway. <laughs> the night ones I can't really that. help you with, but the other ones, I guess <clears throat> what I would say is like what's helped me because is is just like making it as accessible as possible like you know if if i know where i'm usually going to be and then if an alarm goes off or whatnot then like it makes it that much harder for me to just ignore what i need to do i don't know right yeah that makes sense i mean actually you're making me realize i'm sitting here with my pill thing and i'm a half hour late on Ooh, the that's pills, the so sound that that is safe why don't i segue to somebody else while i take those pills <laughs> yeah i was gonna say take your pills <laughs> Who else has some corner some corner talk? I uh I can go. Yeah, you go. I uh I so I had that like long period of what we what we called hypomania. Mm-hmm. Um and I am now having a long period of hypodepression where I'm just like I'm sleeping too much. I'm having trouble getting going. I'm having trouble starting things but not in this complete block 
kind of way that I've run into in the past. Not in this, like, I just can't do anything. It just takes me a little extra work right now. And honestly, I can live with this. Like, you you know what I get like when I'm stable and I'm like, oh my God, I miss being manic and this is horrible. And I, I don't, I don't feel like I can do anything because I'm too stable. Hmm. Like if I can have just mild mania and then mild depression, I feel like I could, I could sustain this. I, I should like, this is absolutely not medical advice for anyone, especially anyone (laughs) suffering from bipolar. Like, don't take me too seriously, but like, I, I can live with this. This is livable. I think I have a question for you. Yeah, this this last streak without any um, manic episodes or any yeah. real low episodes was that the longest that you can remember? Um, yeah, but I have a very short memory. I have like an ADHD memory, and like I I have stomach issues, and when they start up, it would be really helpful to remember what I ate like two days before, but I don't. Mm. I yeah. don't remember. So for me, like the present is like all, all I really have. So yes, um, the three, three, four months I went through of stability was the longest I can remember in my memory. But I also had two years where my ADHD meds got cut off and uh, that, that led to long periods of stability, there were still manic and depressive episodes in there. But I'm pretty sure during those two years, I probably had an equal amount of stability. Just it's I don't remember. I I ask because I, you know, having listened to you kind of check in on that spell that uh, that that you know those months that you didn't have any manic episodes and you're starting to talk about how um you know you you sort of miss having a manic episode or made you think of made you kind of feel like hints of desires for drugs that would make you feel (laughs) higher manic and i i was wondering at the time and wonder now is that a is that a phase of a long period of um, no manic episodes that you might get to the other side of and, and go, Oh wait, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling as strongly that what is my identity without mania or, you know, cause that's what I feel like I heard you saying is like, who am yeah. I without mania? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's accurate. <laughs> and um, I also, I don't know what, what's on the other side of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Who, how Maybe. could you know? Yeah. Maybe, but then I had a manic episode and it made me fucking happy. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Interesting. That's- well, I think, I think, I think what it is, is like, you're used to it, right? Like, you know, you know, the mania, right? Like you, yeah. you, yeah. It, it's you, the devil I know. It's the devil, you know, it's predictable. You, you've found ways to make it work for you in certain situations. It's not debilitating where you go into almost like a psychosis sort of thing. Whereas some people who have bipolar do, right? Like their, 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 mm-hmm. their mania episodes yeah. are not things that are, are useful at all and, and, and can be right. really, really dangerous. Yeah. Um, yours aren't. And so if it's not sustaining and it's whatnot, like you almost also, I mean, if you're honest with yourself, you probably enjoy the high a little bit, right? Like, Oh, for sure. Right. So, so for you, I think it's something you know that you understand, and then if you don't have it, you wonder, okay, well, 
am I going to have the, the ability to be creative and to to get things done and whatnot without it, right? Like like what what is yeah. it without this? Mm-hmm. What was what was the there was a I can't remember if it was a show. It was Anne Hathaway as a bipolar, I think it was an episode of that Oh, Modern Love. Uh, Modern Love. Yeah. 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 Like I related to her in that show. I thought that was a spectacular um example of the kind of bipolar I experience. Um, mm. when I'm, when I'm manic writing a line of code that works, gives me this huge dopamine burst and like, and then I'm away from my computer and all I want to do is get back to my computer and write another line of code. And it is, it's highly productive and not at all dangerous. I'm not spending money. I'm not hurting relationships other than maybe not participating in them, but like it's very productive and yeah i've heard what other people go through with mania i've seen it in other members of my family and i'm grateful that i don't have that kind of psychosis and um binge spending and uh like destructive behavior i just i don't have that and for me it it just kind of it works hmm Nope. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't complain. I feel like it L said it this morning, like my career is kind of built on my bipolar. Like mm. everything that I have is the result of, of things that I've accomplished and things that I've done as a result of mania. And, and we talked about this, like how yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who I am without it. Right. Um, and, and, and Christina was pretty insistent that, you know, I am a perfectly productive human being without mania. Mm-hmm. I have I have not proven that yet. Well, you are perfectly productive. It might not be the same though. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying not, not excessively productive. Right. I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that you I, I'm not saying that that like <laughs> uh, like and I just say this from my own experiences of being like, who am I if I don't have the depression and and whatnot? Like you are still you and you can still get things done and you're still creative and whatnot, but it's not going to be the same. Like and and now it doesn't seem like it's something you've had to worry about because you have this. But I, I do always worry anytime anybody says, and I, I worry about myself when I say these things, like, who am I without X? Because that mm-hmm. becomes like an existential question. And and I think that that a lot of times we we assume we we make correlations between things that we've always known about ourselves and, and give them credit for things that they shouldn't get credit for. Hmm. I read this really fun. It was a collect. It was a an Instagram story, but it was all of these collections of writings about how we pick up aspects of our personality from people we love, mm-hmm. even just for a heartbeat. Yeah, and and if you take away all of the heartbreak in your life, you're left with an emptiness. Uh, not not that you are less of a person, but if you take out all of the heartbreak, you're left with these voids that people try to fill with more love and more drugs and and more work. Um, and it's it really made this is this is irrelevant to what you were just saying. <laughs> it's just like something about this not knowing who you are without X. 
like it made me realize, yeah, like I have picked up some affectation or some belief or something that gives me pleasure from every relationship I've ever had or been in, whether sexual or romantic or just friendship. Um, and those have all become like a real yeah. part of me. Yeah. Like they definitely add up over time. The, one of my favorite. Or relationship with drugs, relationship with sure. mental yeah. health. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books ever, although the book hasn't aged particularly well, but I still love it. Um, <laughs> Invisible Monsters by, by Chuck uh, Polnicek. Um, the, the, the quote is, uh, nothing of me is original. I am the combined effort of everyone I've ever known. Yeah, exactly. And I, That's exactly and I, and I love I'm that. Saying. So yes. the, the the scene is that mm. the, the two main characters are writing, or they're actually at the top of uh, the um, um, Seattle, where I live, the freaking the tower. What is it? You know, the the stupid <laughs> the space, the space needle. needle. Thank the you. Space, the needle of space. Yes, they're on top of the space needle, and they're writing these <laughs> postcards, and that that have these things. Um, uh, and I think they're like distributing them out or whatever. But but they write these things down, and anyway, I, I think that some of it is um. It's supposed to be kind of trite, but I, I love that quote anyway. There's also one that's like, when we don't know who to hate, we hate ourselves. Um, mm. And, uh, but, 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 you know, nothing of me is original line, the combined effort of everyone I've ever known. I, that's, I think about that quote when you say that, because I feel a similar way. I think that that's, that's probably universally true for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And everyone they've ever yeah. known. I mean, it, it's kind of this infinite you know, yeah. it's just really quite beautiful. No, I I absolutely think that's true of every single human being. I think that's just how uh, the psyche and relationships work. Yeah. But anyway, Christina, your turn. So um, I guess, so I've been with my parents for a week and um, and I'm going back on Monday and it's been really nice to be here. Uh, the, the dogs have had some, but my parents' dog has had some health uh, uh, drama. Um, he's okay, fortunately, but that's led to stress. Um, and, uh, my mom, ironically, it's been interesting. So my mom's, you know, she's retired, but she's a therapist and I've had to kind of play therapist for her this week, a little bit more of just a sounding board. And I credit this podcast a lot with it because I think that I have like better insights into some things, but she was seeing this doctor. She's going to get a different um, internal medicine doctor because this doctor is clearly out of her mind. Like what it is, is this doctor I'm sure is fine, but doesn't know her. And my mom is high strung and my mom is like very type A and my mom is like kind of a high keyed person. But so she goes in and she's read these things on her chart because they put everything on the chart before she goes in and she's reading this stuff that she understands enough of to be dangerous, but doesn't get all the context up and is freaking out. And then the the doctor, her first response is, oh, you clearly have an anxiety disorder, so I'm going to put you on Prozac or I'm going to put you on other stuff without even knowing her. And then my mom's like, I'm, I'm not going on this. And then she's like, oh, well, you need this, this, and this, you know, and just like being very dismissive, Jeez. very kind of ageist also. And so I was just like, yeah, you probably are OCD, mom. Yes, you do probably could benefit from anxiety things, but you're 75 and you've managed this well your entire life. And this is not yes. going to be helpful for you at this point. Like, you know, like I, I've dealt with a lot of kind of my issues because I've had 20 plus years of therapy. It's different, right? Like I, you know, mm. you have managed, you don't need this. So it's, but it's sort of been interesting talking to my mom because in some ways it is sort of like looking at almost like a mirrored version of myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, 
Mm, I'm like, oh, this is where I get a lot of my fucked up issues. Um, Uh, And and I mean that in the best way possible because my mom is the best person in the world. But but yeah, that's that that's sort of been interesting. At home in the mirror. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I've become convinced that my father has ADHD, like has always had ADHD. And it's kind of show Brett's father. Yeah, like I thought, I thought it would be interesting to see what he would be like now if it if his ADHD were treated. Um, but also, he's in his seventies right. and he's retired and he's done fine his whole life. That's the he's thing, had right? A successful career and like, what's the point? It, well, that that's sort of the problem, right? It's kind of like, yeah, you've you've made this work. Like, what are what are you what are you going to do? You know, I mean, also. Is it a good idea to give people in their 70s amphetamines? Probably not, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, my my dad is definitely ADHD, and I don't think he ever went on Adderall or anything with it, but he definitely is, but also, like, found ways to cope. And, and it's – you can be kind of maybe sad to think, well, wow, maybe their life or other things would have been better if they'd had access to things. But at the same time, it's also a little bit affirming to know – you know, and this isn't true for everyone because everybody has things in different degrees, but like, okay, you, you can, you know, survive slash thrive slash whatever without mm-hmm. these things if, if you have to. Right. Can I, can I share an interesting note Please do. that is only marginally related um, <laughs> a, as I am want to do? Um, a recent peer-reviewed study has shown that people suffering from ADHD do not have a lack of dopamine we just have we over process it um and serotonin i believe mm-hmm. like we get our our normal amounts of serotonin and dopamine from everyday life but our receptors eat it up way faster than anyone else. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm going to peer review that right now. That that's, <laughs> that has just like a logic to it that I really yeah makes me laugh. So, which means, <laughs> which means, like we we treat it with medications that increase things like dopamine. But if we could instead treat it by altering the receptors to behave in a more normal way we could treat ADHD without stimulants, which is, it's, mm. it, it's interesting to me. I, I yeah. do fine with stimulants. I think they're a great treatment, but if, if you could treat ADHD without stimulants, that could be, that could be groundbreaking. Yeah. Hmm. It could be great, right? Like it could be really good. Cause I, I think that there are downsides to like the, the stimulant <laughs> stuff, right? Like yeah. there are some very real yeah. things to that. It can especially, le- especially in young kids. I was going to yeah, say, especially sure. in young kids. And especially I think in people who might be predisposed towards, you know, addiction and other things and people who don't want their hearts to explode and all kinds of stuff. And, sure. you know, right. like, yeah, that, that could be amazing. I hope that they do more research on that. And I hope that <laughs> That the they like there are more you know peer reviews of the peer review thing like to figure well, stuff out like it'd be really good to see and in recent years it has become so difficult to get stimulants right and it has become uh, such a taboo for a doctor to prescribe stimulants to anyone of any age and if ADHD treatment could move beyond the requirement of you know schedule one schedule two drugs then 
then we might see a broader treatment of ADHD, especially in vulnerable populations. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's actually very true. And actually, if I can go on one rant real quick before we go into sponsor, yeah, uh, please. sponsor Island. Okay, so something changed actually talking about ADHD stuff because I had to, it was a pain in the ass. So right before I left Seattle, like I went to get my meds filled and this was like August 1st. And I went to get like a refill of, of my medication and they couldn't fill it because on July 26th, the DEA changed a law where they had previously right. allowed doctors to or pharmacies to add your address, birthday or whatever to your prescription yeah. annually. Now your doctor has to write it in their own hand. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this last week. Oh, I mentioned this last week. Yeah. Well, I'm going to rant about it again because it's crazy. It's totally nuts. And then I had to, because it was a pain in the ass for me to then get my my stuff filled this week. Like, my my, my shrink mailed it to my house. It was fine. My parents' house, it was fine. But then, you know, it was a problem of like finding a pharmacy that had the number of things in stock. And then you can't call. Like, like the pharmacies can't call internally to find out if the other ones have the drugs. You have to actually, as the patient, call oh, all the different Walgreens oh to find out who has the thing in stock. Ugh. So that's that's my continuation rant from last week. I, I'm sorry, yeah, I forgot that I, sure. I, forgot, I forgot that I mentioned that last. No, week. well, no, and it's it's just. I mean, I had actually forgotten about that detail, and it's something that I feel like has got to have a lot of people in your situation, right? Yeah, now. and and so I guess the update from that because we didn't uh, I, we didn't talk last week or whatever was that I talked to my shrink. He didn't know until the twenty sixth either, so the doctors didn't even know. Like they 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 made, wow. they made this change and didn't bother to tell anyone who could have been impacted, wow. right? Like I was annoyed. I was like, well, it would have been nice if Walgreens or whoever had like emailed me to say this is updated. He's like, yeah, it would have been nice. If doctors found out too. It's like. No fucking yeah. shit. Like, what the hell? That's crazy. We're going to make this massive change, which is going to affect tons That's of people. Crazy. And then, like, you know, if you see a doctor who can, like, if you're in the same state and they can transfer it electronically, like, that's fine. But I'm not in the same state. And that's especially with all the COVID stuff and people doing virtual appointments. That's not yeah. uncommon, right? So, right. anyway. Right. Ugh. That is maddening. This leads into our first sponsor. Welcome to Sponsor Island. I'd like to take you over what, here to What Zoc should our Doc. theme music be? She's like just some dude beatboxing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the like <laughs> sponsor, 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 sponsor. Yeah. You could do like an underwater sponsor read. If you the fairest Oh, I like it. Sorry. I like it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine with that. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. If your doctor can recite every line from Ferris Wheeler's Day Off, as as uh, as Jeff was just saying, but oh, can't remember your name, Bueller, Bueller, it is time to get a new doctor with ZocDoc. And ZocDoc makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Plus, with real verified patient reviews, you can find the right doctor for you, one that actually remembers your name and doesn't just call you like Simone or something. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten out those teeth, fix an icky back, get that mold checked, anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. 
Find review, find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who make real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com to find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for you on your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. I'm one of them. I've used them for years. I'm actually about to use them uh, to find a gastroenterologist because I need to have some, I think I might have an ulcer, so I'm going to be using ZocDoc for that. Uh, it's definitely my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash overtired and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash overtired. ZocDoc.com slash overtired. God damn, that was Thank a you, great everybody. sponsor reading. Thank you. Now we'd like to walk you over to the other side of the island. Simply safe. Go ahead, Brett. The, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Here's a question. Is there anything that matters more than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course not. Of course not. So isn't it strange that many home security companies don't act that way? This is why we use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. Their advanced security technology helps us sleep at night, and they always put our family's safety first. Here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe's monitoring, agent tru- uh, monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to help you keep calm and safe during stressful situations, staying on the line with you until help arrives. Simply Safe's customer first policies make sure you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than $1 a day and no long term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash overtired. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtired. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E slash overtired. And now mm-hmm. and now to Jeff. But there's no copy. What there is. It's literally in the it, Oh. Wait, where? Yeah, I don't see either. All right, so let me tell you about text expander because apparently Quip is failing us. Oh, oh, oh! I, I can maybe I can change the uh, font. It's all white. Oh, all white, oh, like it is podcast. all white. Yeah, it is. So, so I this did, is. I changed it white because I use I use uh, Quip in dark mode. So this is where Quip is so, just a failure. Quip, man. Quip, not Boom. today's episode is not brought to you. Absolutely by Quip. not. Com. It's not brought to you by Quip. God damn it. Let's just do a whole episode of who's not sponsoring. Us. Definitely not quit. Um, Salesforce is messed okay, up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was in the, I was over there got, in the outhouse, the Tiki outhouse on, I, on sponsor Island. And I got to tell you when I did the, the Q and a uh, panel at max stock, uh, when we had Mike Rose up on stage, we asked, so what exactly does Salesforce do? And he gave a spiel like he he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And I got to say, I came out of it still not understanding what Salesforce does. 
I do not know what Salesforce is or does. We don't work in sales or with customer acquisition stuff. If we did, (laughs) we would definitely use it as everyone does. But yes. (laughs) They have a tower. (laughs) There's a huge building for this. Anyway. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I would like to tell you all about Text Expander. What would you do with more hours every month? Oh my goodness, that could be the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers. They're all taking precious time away from you, killing you with tiny knives, stabbing, stabbing, tiny stabbing. Knife. You and your team. With Text Expander, you can take back your time so that you can focus on what matters most in your business. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your message consistent, save time and be more productive, be accurate every time. The way we work is changing rapidly. Make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using Text Expander. You'll never need to copy and paste repetitive responses again. With Text Expander, your knowledge will always be at your fingertips with a quick search or abbreviation. Here's how it works. Drop your commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation. Share your snippet with your entire team. Just type a few characters to trigger your snippet and the content expands anywhere you type. It is that easy. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, iPad, Windows 95, uh, DOS. They got it on DOS 6. <laughs> DOS 6. Um, over t- <laughs> overtired listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Awesome. Can we can we talk about we haven't talked about media for some time. I know. Now. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Mixed media. So there's this show. Uh, I just found it on what was it Hulu? I think yeah, Hulu. Hulu, Hulu a it's couple FX weeks show ago. On Hulu. Yes, exactly. An FX show on Hulu called The Bear, and I watched the first episode. It's about it's about a restaurant, and it was about it's about the kitchen and the chefs' lives, and it was so stressful that I did not so think stressful. I did not think I could stick with it, and. And I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is just, it's too much yelling, too much stress. And I'm kind of done, but it got under my skin. And mm-hmm. by 24 hours later, I was like, I need to see what happens next. And I, within a week, I had finished ep- season one of The Bear. And I am delighted to find out season two is already confirmed. Um, Jeff, I know you just finished it. What was your impression of the show? Well, yeah, just to say that the show, what's, what's interesting about this show is, um, and there've been shows in the past that take place in the kitchen that handle food and food service and restaurant life and whatever else. This one is super interesting because it's the, the, the star of this show, the chef was, you know, running one of the best restaurants in the world in New York city and came from a family that ran like an Italian beef, um, joint in Chicago. And just a little tiny hole in the wall place that, you know, everyone's loyal to and has been going to since, you know, before their, you know, their dad went before them, their mom before that, whatever. It's like got history um, in this little corner of Chicago. The owner of that particular restaurant is this chef's brother and he commits suicide and in, in leaves the restaurant to his brother who he had never allowed to work there. And so his brother leaves his life in New York and comes to this family Italian beef place, like pretty 
convinced he can save it, um, but is really just like grinding through his grief, basically, mm-hmm. in kitchen life. And and it is it is all close shot. The kitchen is not large because it's like a little Italian beef place. Um, there is so much um, just sort. Of, there are so many types of people in this tiny kitchen. So many little stories. Um, so many little stories. So much energy. It's also close shot. It can be really overwhelming. Even after that first episode, I feel like there are episodes that reach a kind of climax in these close shots in this small space that can be kind of hard to take, but you're so in love with the characters. Yeah. There was the even, a, <laughs> there was even a single shot episode. I can't remember which one it was, but there oh, was, was one there? that was pretty much one take. I didn't notice that. That's uh, amazing. I, I can't remember which episode it was, or I would tell you, um, I did find out that beef sales <laughs> in Chicago were, up in a statistically significant fashion after oh my god after this show aired on Hulu. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's amazing. Well, okay, so here's something that like I that we can all kind of connect around. What I loved about this show is that I didn't know who any of these people were as actors, and they were all phenomenal. Yeah. It's a perfect cast to the person. There's not a weak link in the entire thing, nope. and and it is so. Also wonderful to watch a show about a kitchen where there are no really beautiful people. Right. And and the thing that's driven me nuts, my wife talks about this all the time, especially in kitchen movies and shows, you always have some beautiful woman, uh, love interest or or sous chef, and then this like totally dopey dude. <laughs> and and that's like a thing that happens in movies generally. So the dudes can be dopey, but the women can't be dopey, right? No. And I'm not saying there was anybody dopey in this thing, but no, there were no but it was just like there up, were no beauties. It was a it was straight just, up Midwestern cast. It was lovely. And was cousin, lovely. the cousin, the the super macho, like yeah. the guy that you the character development of his character was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like I have never hated and loved someone simultaneously. Uh, well, not never, but it's been a long time in a TV show since I have had so much spite and compassion for a single character. Um, he was, it was, it's an outstanding show. And like, like Jeff said, like every character in it has a story and, and you, you find yourself wanting to see how every story turns out. And there's no way they could wrap up like every story with a neat little bow. Uh, they do an amazing job uh, of wrapping up the season without, without having to like tie a bow on everything. Uh, they come up with a way to finish the season. Uh, kind of felt like they weren't sure they were going to get another season. It felt mm-hmm. like they yeah, needed that's clearly how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to end the show. And I'm, I'm very excited to see the next phase because they kind of, they, they surpassed the initial hurdles. Like the whole time you're like, ah, I I can't wait to see this restaurant succeed, but there's no fucking way that by the end of the season, the restaurant's going to (laughs) succeed. Right. right. 
it's that's going, not really what restaurants do. It's going to survive. <laughs> and that is by yeah. the end, that's what you're cheering for is for the restaurant to survive. And it's you think you're so watching good. a Muppets. It's got a Muppets uh, movie kind of architecture to <laughs> it. where like, th- this isn't spoiling anything early on. They get a bad rating from the health department yeah. and you, you, you're like, Oh, I get it. I'm in a Muppets movie now. We, we're going to spend <laughs> the rest of the time figuring out how to get that, you know, but it's, that's not what it is. And that's uh-huh. just such a beautiful thing. And also I just have to say, I kind of wish more shows that were not guaranteed a second season would would wrap as if they weren't guaranteed yeah, a second season because sure. I've been burned a few times and it makes me yeah. so I mean I like live with the shows in me that were canceled too early right like <laughs> I can't fly. stand it <laughs> so you're gonna I watch it Christina yes yes I'm gonna watch this actually it's funny because my friend Alex was telling me about this her brother works in the restaurant industry and uh I think it was like maybe like too close for comfort in some ways there yep. but I uh I I definitely am going to watch this so you both have convinced me I'm very excited to watch this now I I have a friend who's a head chef at a restaurant and said that it was the most realistic portrayal of an actual kitchen that he's ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, hearing about it, I think, uh, it reminds me of the book a little bit, um, uh, the, the Anthony Bourdain's um, uh, book, uh, Kitchen oh, Confidential, yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. became a TV sh- series, which did not last very long with uh, with Bradley Cooper, actually. Um, and uh, the, it was on Fox. It was a sitcom and it didn't last very long. But the book, uh, Kitchen Confidential, was my introduction to Anthony Bourdain. Um, probably was a lot of people's because, I mean, I was, I was 18. So I... There, there was no reason for me to know who he was other than that book. Um, but that book is is really great. And the audible version he reads, and and it's it's great to kind of hear his take on all that stuff. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this now. So thank you very much for the rec. So, yeah. No, that is absolutely, I'm, I'm proud to give you that recommendation. My other show on the list is Sandman, which apparently you guys aren't the Neil Gaiman fans that I am. Like well, there I was am. Supposed to be. I am. I just, I just haven't have had done. time. I've just been. I've just been okay. busy. Yeah. This is. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I just like for me. Like I counted the days until the release of Sam, and I had it off by a week in my head, and mm. so like that Friday came around, and I was devastated that Sandman was not out for a whole nother week. Um. It is it is extremely well done. If you have read the comics, you will be astounded by how how well they translated uh, the Sandman artwork and the Sandman plotline to the big screen or you know whatever size screen you have in your apartment. Um, but even if you haven't read the books, it still it retains all of the magic of Neil Gaiman's storytelling. Um, I awesome. will, I will wait and we'll see if you guys uh, find the time to watch it and then we can discuss further. But I will say it is an outstanding adaptation of comic to screen. Okay. I'm excited about this thing. Cause these are always the questions that you have, right? Like, do you have like, okay, how much are they going to mm-hmm. mess this up or do this right? So I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you're saying that, that they've done this right. Yeah. Well, and Neil Gaiman was integral in the creation yes. of this. Yes, which 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 is always a good sign, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be good. It's thus far, uh, American Gods, uh, Good Omens, like the stuff that Neil Gaiman has actually yes. had a hand in. Agreed. American has Gods is great. Come out spectacular. Yeah, great stuff. But <laughs> anyway, that we we kind of mental health and TV. We just we filled an hour. 
Can I say one last thing about the pair? Please, yes. Please do. Oh I don't God, have yeah. I don't have much insight in being a chef, but I was a dishwasher from age <laughs> 16 to about age 23. Oh Jesus. And um I mean among other things I was sure, sure. in punk rock band and, and mowed some lawns. Nope, none at that point. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a point where they're loosely, they're lightly considering a a new dish that has risotto in it, uh-huh. and one of the one of the things the chef says to shoot it down is that the dishwashers will be pissed about the pans. <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> they gave the dishwashers some just a little bit, a little bit. You're you're like, <laughs> anyway. yes, we will be pissed about the pans because you're, you're yeah, burning you're like, all this. This is realistic. You're like you're like this this <laughs> yeah. is burning everything to the sides. All, yes, all these rice exactly. All the, all these rice grains are making it a pain in the ass to scour. Yep, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay, you guys got another 10 minutes in you? Yep. Yeah. All right, okay. Graptitude. Who wants to start? I could start. I feel like there's always one of us that needs other people yeah, to start. Yeah, I was going to say, so I definitely need you to start. I definitely need you to start. I've totally been there. Definitely I've totally been there. I've totally been there. So I'm I'm uh, I, I'm choosing Name Mangler by Many Did, Tricks. Oh, yeah. I, Didn't you I, I have we've re- done? I feel What's like that? we I feel like you did this or you did renamer. No, one of us did Moom in terms yeah, of many tricks, yeah, but I okay, I don't I may have done this. I'm worried about that fine. I had done it, but we, we I, made that rule. We can repeat. I've shit. been using it and so name mangler is just this lovely interface for re, you know, like batch renaming files and and you have, you know, similar to to like Hazel, you have just a ton of different options for how how it's going to act on a file name based on whatever conditions you set. And what the reason I brought it up this week is I'm trying to come up with a naming convention for a project, and um, and I love using Name Mangler to play around with naming conventions because I feel like you can actually stress test a naming convention by using Name Mangler to rename just a bunch of you know sample files that you're going to use in a project. And see how it all look, looks. And so I love it. I love using Name Mangler. Um, I use it all the time. I know you can do this programmatically. I've done that too. Um, but I actually just love the interface. Like it's just oh, a wonderful yeah. interface. And it makes me think, it actually, the interface itself makes me think more critically about how I'm going to handle a name change. And like I'm just someone who takes that shit really seriously. Like naming conventions really matters. Yeah. I just don't have one naming convention that always applies to every project. So I was in that situation. I am pretty adept at renaming files like from the command line. Uh, yeah. Coming up with little loops and scripts that will rename files. But nothing is better than an interface that lets you see exactly yes. like set up your what like. Your options he- are. Yeah, exactly. Set up like, am I going to do a regex replace? Am I going to change extension? Am I going to append a sequential number? And like right. set all that up and then see a preview of how it's going to affect all your files and then just hit the run button and and you're done. And there are multiple apps that will do this. Name Mangler is among the top definitely uh available apps. Um uh Fire uh Forklift has has some renaming capability built mm-hmm. in, yep. but but Name Mangler is classic and and top-notch great pick. Yeah. All right. Okay. Speaking of Hazel, that's actually my pick for the week. Nice. Um, uh, Hazel is an app, a Mac app that uh, watches for file and directory changes and then can act on those files. And you can build uh, kind of um, sequ- sequences using a graphical interface 
to act on those files and perform anything you want to perform. For example, if I save an image file to my desktop that contains 2% signs, um, it will then process that image uh, in, in various ways. So I can save um, header image percent percent oh dot png and that will uh optimize the image and create a half size version of it and name one of them at 2x um, if i put a c percent percent ohc it'll convert it to jpeg um, and this is all like scripting that i've done but it, it means that if i want to prepare an image for use on the web I can just add percent percent to the name. And uh, Jeff and I have done some automation uh, for his his kind of day job uh, that is very reliant on uh, tags and and devices being plugged in to uh, automate uh, processes in kind of the interview workflow. And Hazel is there's nothing there's nothing else that compares. There's no other app that does what Hazel does. And, and I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Awesome. I love Hazel. And uh, kind of speaking of scripting things uh, and automation stuff, my pick this week is Fast Scripts uh, from uh, our friend yeah. uh, uh, Daniel oh. uh, Jalkut. Um, I, uh, I love this app. It's kind of like a supercharged version of kind of your Apple scripts sort of thing. And if you're somebody who runs a lot of scripts in a lot of places, it can be really, really good, and it's just an app that um, I uh, I always want to get more into scripting than I am, and this is the the app that kind of can probably get me there the closest of anything, and uh, and I, I like how it, it's it's a library works. I like how um, the, the 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 keyboard shortcuts. Right. Um, you work. can add a keyboard shortcut to every one of your scripts. Exactly. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. That. The way that it that it, it can like do like the 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 context switching is really, really good. Um and then what's nice about it too is that it'll work with like Apple script or with like automator workflows. Like it, it'll work like with whatever kind of scripting thing you're you're wanting to work with. So I'm I'm a really, really big fan. I wonder if they, I, I don't know if he's integrated shortcuts into it yet. I don't uh, think he has, but I hope that he will. I think I that would be awesome. Will. I'm sure he will. D- Jelka's a genius. He'll, he'll, Jelka, he'll if, he, amazing. if it's doable, he'll make it work. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if he can do it, he definitely will. Uh, and uh, this is the Mars edit. Yes. Guy. Yeah, yes. exactly. Okay. Got it. Got it. And also Black and Ink, which if you, uh, if, if, yep. if you want to do a good uh, crossword uh, puzzle app, that's a, uh, that's a good one. Ooh. Like for awesome. generating, for making your own crossword puzzles. No, yeah, for, nice. for for solving. So it's like just like solving. Good, like it's just I like a, you can make your own too. I think I think you can also make your own. Um, but but it's like I use it just to like play like you know puzzles from other from like the times and other places. I'll admit I've never actually used it. I just I have so much respect for Daniel Jelcut as as an Apple developer. Yeah, he's he's um, like one of the OGs, like you know what I mean? Like of like totally. of like the delicious generation cocoa like uh, era. Like he's like one of the OGs and one of the best. And just a great yep. guy too. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Awesome. We could just do Daniel Jalcut as a pick. We could, honestly. I would I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> he's a great guy. All right, so Overtired has a bunch of new channels. Uh, we're on Instagram. We, we've long had a Twitter account. Uh, we have a new YouTube channel. 
and uh, full episodes are being posted to YouTube. So if you're listening on YouTube, thanks for joining us and Jeff's cooking show. Um, And we are also starting up a newsletter. So if you want to get your name on the list and get a free email newsletter, check the show notes. All of these links will be in the show notes. You can sign up for free. Um, get uh, something like the gratitude. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to put in the newsletter yet, uh, but you'll get some extra special show note uh, links and and maybe some. We're not. It, it will not be mental health advice because we are not qualified to give that. Uh, but <laughs> maybe some of Brett's dad jokes for premium. For oh my premium god! Subscribers. When is the guy with the little snake going to show up? I don't know, but it shouldn't be long. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Um, All right. Hey, you guys, get some Mm. sleep. Yeah, you do. Get some sleep, boy. (laughs) (laughs) The system is going down now.